Welcome to another episode of Rich Ad Poor Ad. We're back in business. It's fine Friday afternoon. Today we have a very special guest, Blake Driver. He is the co-founder of the Advisory Marketing Agency. And shoot, this guy makes it rain ads like nobody else. And I guarantee you have seen some of these ads floating around, no doubt about it. But hey, thanks for coming on, Blake. Um, we'd love to kind of give you a little intro, you know, introduction about yourself there. Hey, thanks for having me. Stoked to be on and dive into these ads. Um, just a real quick introduction here. Uh, been doing paid media buying for about five years, probably coming up on six years now. And yeah, that's just super high level overview of it. I think everyone else could go to our website to figure out more. Heck yeah, we'll give you a little plug at the end of it too to make it easy for everybody else. But cool. So everybody, Blake, you want to go ahead and tell everybody who we're talking about today? Yeah, so we're going to be talking about two different um, ads that I've ran for Truff Hot Sauce, and I'm sure that many of you have seen some of them. And do so we're going to start off with talking about the poor performing ad, and then yeah. I think we'll get into yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody, we're talking about some Truff Hot Sauce. Their ads are all over the place. And we're going to go ahead and dive in on that poor ad, rip it apart, you know, tell the story behind it, you know, why it didn't work, what could have made it a little bit better. But I'll go ahead and kind of start off and kind of read off that poor ad, actually. All right, y'all, I'm going to read it out for you and get nitty gritty up in this. So... Some of the best barbecue, plus the best black truffle hot sauce. Who would have thought? You got to try it. The world's first black truffle hot sauce. All right, Blake, rip it apart, man. Yeah, so the video of this is, it's a really high-produced video of our black truffle hot sauce being dripped over this really tasty and delicious barbecue plate from Slab, which is a, a really tasty barbecue joint out in L.A. And it's it's really high production quality, shot with a really good camera, slow-mo of the truff going over pretty much everything on the plate. And the reason why, like truff, we came into the mindset with truff is in the business to make people hungry, right? If you look at the Instagram, if you look at our ads, they're all tailored to make you hungry because if you're hungry, the sauce looks good on the food, you're going to buy the sauce, right? So what kind of took us by surprise is we had a lot of these type of ads produced. And while they're amazing for organic, they're amazing for brand. What we found is for direct response, they aren't the, our top performing ads and specifically this one. And what is the main problem here is that it's too highly produced. Mm. It's not raw. So when people are in their feeds scrolling, you know, there or going through their stories, the stuff that's not as highly produced, it looks more organic, right? It's more native to the platform. Where here, this is clearly an ad. This is something that your buddy did not shoot. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's definitely something none of your friends put together. This is a highly produced video. It's tasty, um, but it's definitely not something that. Um, looks native to the platform. And that's part of the reason why we believe that this type of video, this style didn't perform well, and specifically this video for us. Man, that is super interesting. Of all the ads we've had, we haven't had one for the quality of being too good. It just, 
threw people off. But I've I've heard of this happening for other brands, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just it it just is too overproduced. I mean, there's a chance that you know we might, I you know, and sometimes in the comments like, oh, you're dripping too much hot sauce on it, but that's good. <laughs> like we like to kind of make people mad, get them to comment, get it going on. Um, another thing is it, it could be like, you know, people don't want to watch the whole video because it is just hot sauce being drizzled over it. But what we've kind of found out is through bunch, testing like a bunch of different styles, it really just boils down to we think it's too highly produced for what we're trying to do. And it doesn't come off as I would say authentic or possibly engaging because of that. Now, in y'all's opinion or for, you know, I guess more in your concept for this ad to be a failure, did it just not hit the quota of the, the rich ads, for example, or did this one just, you know, really kind of crap the bed and go negative there? Yeah, it, it really just wasn't anywhere near the ROAS or CAC that we needed it. So it really was underperforming compared to a lot of the stuff we had ran previously. And uh, compared to the rich ad, it, it wasn't even close. So that makes real sense. Yeah. Now, this. This was a strikeout completely. <laughs> Man. Yeah. I mean, it looks delicious. It reminds me of like those ASMR videos that are just really slow and quiet. That's for sure. Yeah. It's kind of like food porn. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, I think this would appeal to me, but hey, you know, the numbers don't lie there. <laughs> now, if you could take this ad and do something to it to make it different, to make it perform better, do you think it would be the, you know, swap out that video or maybe somehow make that video a little less quality or how would you try and revamp this bad boy or just completely start from scratch there? Yeah. I mean, if I don't know if there's anything, something that we might be able to do if we just were like, Hey, let's take this exact video and try to work in something to it. We might try to throw some motion graphics over it mm. and, um, do some like speed ramping and post, uh, to kind of like break it up a little bit and maybe catch the eye and, and keep people pulled in a little more, try to tell a story with the ad in the video instead. Um, so that's something we would do. Or alternatively, it would be interesting if you had a person, some type of talent in the shot who would then like, who you saw actually pouring it on the barbecue sauce, then eating it, um, I think might be a better approach to that. And maybe something shot, uh, you know, it could still be shot on a really good camera, but it could you can make it look more native, right? It doesn't have to look as highly produced if you do that. Exactly. Now, this is kind of a funny concept in the back of my head. Before this, you know, rich ad, poor ad side of things, is your most expensive video the poor ad, would you say? Or is it not was it not that expensive there, I think? <laughs> um, so this video would be more expensive for sure than the rich video that we're about to talk about. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That's funny. Hey, you gotta love how that works out. Well, y'all be able to check this out. We're going to be screenshotting this and putting it in the show notes. I mean, it looks like a killer ad, but I mean, numbers don't lie. And I mean, at the scale y'all are at, I'm sure y'all can see a ton of data of whether it's going to work pretty quick or not. Huh? Yeah, pretty much. I, you know, we think it's a great brand building piece. We still continue to make content like this because it's great for the brand. It lives well on organic, uh, but just for paid, we know it's something that we'll typically stay away from. And how long did this ad run for, you think? Uh, it probably ran for three days and had a very good amount of spend behind it where we could kind of see that it wasn't going to hit. 
Chill, man. That was a quick little pull the trigger there. <laughs> yeah, it's either we. I mean, I feel like most of this stuff. It's either you can tell within seventy two hours if this thing's gonna hit or not. And we have such a back. We have such a backlog and a steady stream of content that if something's not hitting, we know we can just pull, pull it out, put the next thing into rotation, and let's find something because our our winners like the rich ad it hits right away. First twenty four hours, we knew it was a success. And that's what we're looking for. That makes total sense there. Well, heck yeah. Y'all make sure to check out this poor ad because it does not like poor. But hey, I'm just not lie there. So let's go ahead and dive into this rich ad. You know, from what we kind of spoke about, this outperformed all the other ads, shoot past 35%. And at scale, I would imagine that's massive there. But I'll go ahead and kind of start reading out that copy because shoot, this is a very different type of ad here. So we got cooking at home. Enhance your next meal with a truffle hot sauce that is guaranteed to take your meals to the next levels of flavor. Bring the gourmet home. And this video is very non-professional shot, it looks like. It looks very user-generated oriented. It looks super snazzy in a very different angle than the last being kind of, you know, before ad. You want to go ahead and rip it apart for us? Yeah. So we launched this ad. So this was a video ad that was already running previously. And I'll get into the video and then we'll talk about the copy after because we redid the copy on this ad um, recently for a specific reason. So the video, we had past data that um, had shown a complex con two years ago. We shot a video of people tasting the hot sauce and it did really well. So we wanted to recreate something like that this year. And so what we decided to do was go to a smorgasbord in L.A., and basically would go up to people, ask if they wanted to taste test the hot sauce, and then film their reactions. And that's basically what we went around and did to a whole bunch of different people. And what I think why this ad works really well is because you're seeing people's genuine reactions to the hot sauce, right? It's really hard to, like when someone's acting, you know it. It looks fake. You can tell it's fake. Um this right here is real because nothing's over the top. No one's like, oh my God, jumping up and down, screaming, running. You know, it comes across as a real ad and very genuine. And I believe that's why this works so well. And the unique thing about this ad is we've been able to run it for a very long time without experiencing creative fatigue. I think because the ad is so genuine, right? And it's still shot on a good camera, but it doesn't have that same high production quality feel as the poor ad that we were just discussing. No, now, I was about to say, man, y'all either hired some really good actors or this is just some really good stuff. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. And it just, yeah, it was something that was just done very quickly in a day. And what's interesting about this, so the copy around it, the cooking at home. So we had this ad running previously, but when COVID hit, we knew we had to shift our messaging. And a lot of people, obviously, since everyone was quarantined, we're going to be cooking at home and they're probably going to be, since they can't have new and fun of fun experiences anymore outside of the house, we knew we wanted to kind of entice them with a new and fun experience that could happen inside the home with cooking. So that was, that's our reason behind like the headline, which is bring gourmet home is like, look, you can't go out to have a gourmet meal. We'll have a gourmet meal at home with truff. I love that. Yeah, that quarantine angle did some wonders. Is is this one y'all are still kind of running currently and it's still performing pretty consistent? 
with that yeah. same copy? Yes. Yeah. It's still performing consistent. Um, and we're still running it. Hell yeah. Now with these, are, are you building these ads on the actual Facebook pages posts and then taking those posts and running them with an ads or are you building these in somewhere else? Um, I just have a inside of ads manager. I just have a campaign called ad builder and I just build all the ads in there and then grab the post ID. Okay, because yeah, that's uh, that's I've been loving that more and more to where most people build an ads manager, but shoot, if you can put it on the page and get all that social proof where it's super organic looking, that does wonders there. Yeah, we do post. Um, we do. Well, we'll post every single ad to the page, but sometimes we're just not able to make it look exactly the way we want to be organic. So, and sometimes it, it, some of the copy we'll write is a little too um, salesy, I would say to go ahead and post on organic. So it just makes more sense to kind of make it a, a dark post. That makes total sense. Y'all ever have any ad disapproval issues? Uh, no, not really with this, with Truff. Uh, it really, really haven't had any problem with ad disapprovals at all. That makes total sense there. Yeah, man. I mean, I want to say, I'm not, I, I think the first ad I ever saw from y'all was that little guy dancing in the sauce. And that had to have been, I feel like a month to a month and a half ago. And we got that white truffle sauce. And man, yeah. I love it. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm thanks. So that ad is, has been a top performing ad for us. And it's worth talking about because I think a lot of people saw that ad. And, wow. um, you know, I think it piqued a lot of interest. It's definitely, probably the most one of the most different ads I've seen on social and mm -hmm. um it did very well and the reason why that did well now that's a highly produced ad right that ad um probably costs more than the poor ad and <laughs> it's highly produced and the reason why it worked so well was because it's weird right? It's different. It's not like anything that you've probably seen on social media or used to seeing. So it's weird. It's catchy. And I think it makes you pause in the feed. And that's why it does so well. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, I'm 100% going to post this one because, I mean, we'll make it clear to the people. I found Blake on Twitter. So I mean, I want to say you retweeted one of your ads. And I'm like, dude, I've been seeing this all over the place. I would love to get you on this podcast. So it's probably one of the most captivating ads I, I, I've definitely seen in, you know, in a while. So, I mean, I would only imagine, you know, <laughs> definitely not cheap there, but Hey, that's a rich ad for sure. Yeah. And it's been really great. Um, I, the one thing that we did experience with that ad, I would say would be a quicker burnout um, than let's say the rich ad. And it's probably because like, once you've seen it, you've seen it. That would be my guess on it. Uh, whereas maybe this ad, I don't know, it's just more genuine and human would be my understanding that, but you know, I don't really have a solid reason for why this taste testing video was, has been such a powerhouse versus the dancing guy, which did well for many weeks, but then kind of tapered out. Um, it's, it, that part's very interesting to me. That is. And I mean, the, the way you kind of put it to where, you know, it's it's a guy dancing, there's nothing special, there aren't any kind of reactions to it. So it's pretty cool the first time. But with that rich ad, I mean, every single time, it's, it's like you see different emotions in somebody's reaction. So I, I think that really adds a, a huge personal human aspect to it, which makes it scalable without a doubt. Yeah, definitely.
Now, how many ads do y'all kind of use actively at one time? Are y'all kind of really rolling with four to five, retesting, shoot, 10 to 12? How quick are you kind of finding out whether these ads are the, you know, rich ad or poor ads, essentially? Yeah, so it really depends on the week, you know, and, and the content in the hopper. We have a solid amount of content in the hopper, so we're usually testing around two to three ads per week. Um, and if we see something hit, then we just scale it out. It's kind of like our uh, a repeating testing process that we have. That makes total sense. And with y'all, what are the odds of the ads not working, you know, kind of turning into that poor ad? Would you say it's 50-50, 70-30, you know, rich ad, poor ad? Or I'm, I'm kind of curious because, I mean, with this hot sauce, I haven't seen any bad ads where I'd be like, man, it's got to be really rough for it not to really work that well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it. it's really hard. You know, like 80% of ads, I would say, fail or don't live up to the standard of the rich ad, right? You know, if every yeah. ad was super successful, then, you know, you know we <laughs> could scale everything to the moon. But it's really just a cadence of trying new things, seeing what works and, and pushing it out. You're gonna, you're not gonna have a superstar ad every time and that's okay. But if your superstar is at 100%, you know, and you see ads that are landing at 80 to 90, like those are great ads and you, and we run with those, um, you know, and then probably one out of every 10, we hit a superstar and then we scale that one. It really just depends. I mean, sometimes we've had really good back-to-back -back ads, um, you know, it, it, that's happened before. We just keep launching good ads. And now we have them, but you know, sometimes we test for a while and, and nothing really hits. And that's just kind of part of the creative process is just seeing what works, what doesn't, trying to tap into different audiences. Um, and we switch up, we have to switch up our styles, you know, putting out too much of the same type of content, like mm -hmm. then it becomes stale. You need to hit different angles, try completely different ads. Um, you know, that's kind of what, what, we, what we go for. Now, are you going to be with this with these rich ads? Do you stick with that same copy style with that same video, or do you ever kind of switch up the angles with the copy itself, or is it more of a creative angle that you're kind of mentioning there? I, it's t it's both, to be honest. Um, yeah, we switch up the copy angle. Like this angle is obviously cooked from home. We yeah. have a, a list of different angles that we try to work and hit off of um, that we think resonates with different people. But we also try to work in those angles into the videos that we produce as well man that's pretty killer now for a brand this kind of large how, how do y'all come about coming up with these videos is it really just getting a badass set together trying to get as many different you know variations as possible and then just kind of testing them out or do y'all go in with a game plan to kind of say hey let's get a video of this this i understand the rich ad was 100 percent a game plan but are most of those ads that perform you know pretty good are they mostly kind of planned out pretty solidly it really depends like yeah the rich ad was obviously planned that was um that was an idea that myself and nikki and the on the co-founders of truff had and, and we just had a gut instinct out of work and it did but one of the things that we also do is we have a list of we have a roster of talent that we use and have created over the years of just Different people, we found different creatives are good at different things. Like some creatives are really good at creating POV content. Other creatives are good at, you know, VFX. Um, it just like goes on. So we basically tap into these different creatives to see what they come up with. And then also just like being on how we came up with that truck dancing video is um, 
you know, Nick G was able to, um, he found a guy who was creating those, um, creating videos like that, like these really cool animated videos. And we hit him up and said, Hey, like, can you make this into a truck ad? And then from there, we just, we, we got it and we ran it. Um, so it's really keeping a lookout for that, knowing different creative people who have different talents and tapping into them and, and seeing, you know, what they can do. Uh, I think creatives, um, you can really let them, you give them some direction and let them run and see what they can come up with. And, you know, sometimes it hits really well, sometimes it doesn't, but it's always a, it's always a process. Oh yeah. And I mean, you're never going to have that one hit wonder out of the gate. So, I mean, it's good to have those multiple variations there. Well, shoot. Well, we luckily dove into the poor ad, which, you know, last three days, bad performance. Let's go ahead and cut that bad boy. But for that top ad, man, that one just consistently got 30, 35% above most of those other top ads there. So, I mean, shoot, those numbers don't lie to where I wasn't expecting that kind of poor ad there, but Hey, numbers don't lie. So Blake, man, that was honestly super juicy. I, I love that stuff. Um, how can people kind of get in touch with you? You know, what's your website, Facebook, LinkedIn, how can people kind of get in touch with you and kind of stay up to date with what you're doing at Shrub? Yeah. If you want to give me a follow, um, on what's it called? Oh, Twitter. That'd be dope. Um, you can, it's Blake, a driver. So that's how you can follow me on Twitter. You could also visit our agency website. That's, um, still in the process of being made, but it's advisory.marketing. So yeah, those are the best two ways. You could also send me an email, Blake at advisory.marketing as well. If you want to hit up and chat, I'm always open to talk. Well, heck yeah, y'all. Hope you enjoyed this one. It was a very hot, hot, hot podcast. Make sure to check out Trap Hot Sauce online. But hey, man, once again, thank you so much for the time. And hey, I hope you have a good rest of your day over there. Thanks. You too.